Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. I'm Amy and I'm here with Dave. We're coming to you from Melbourne, Australia to talk about the sumo. Happy Banzuke Day to you. Thank you. And happy Banzuke Day to you as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, this Banzuke holds a very, very special importance to us. Yes, it is uh the Banzuke before we head off finally to Japan, to Haru Basho. This is our third time booking tickets, our third time trying to get over there, isn't it? Yeah. So we, I think we were originally planned, we'd booked to go in 2020. Yes. And again in 2022. Yeah, we, we those, really gave it a shot. <laughs> those borders just would not open. But as soon as they did, I think last October, we locked in our tickets to go and see the sumo in Osaka. So the Banzuke hits very, very hard because it's the ranks, which we'll see our favourite ricochets going around in a couple of weeks. Yep, and boy, are we going to enjoy it. So there's a whole lot of great guys who have come up from Jurio that I'm really excited about. So we'll be talking about them. That's one of my big things that I'm looking forward to. Well, I mean, Makuichi's gain is Jurio's loss. Yeah. <laughs> Although Jurio yes. still looks very, very healthy, as we'll talk about later. Before we kick into some sumo news, a few birthdays we need to recognise. Yeah, well, number one, mine. It was last Saturday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I'll bring up my own. But today's it's uh Takiyasu's 33rd birthday and uh, we've seen it all over social media. His mum always loves posting a whole lot of uh, birthday stuff and, and, you know, his cake and all that. So go and check that out, Baby Lita's Instagram account. But happy birthday to Takiyasu. We're not sure how he's going to uh, go this time around, whether he'll turn up. He was uh, injured. We'll talk about yeah, that. Will. 33 years old though he is. He's getting on. Tomorrow on Wednesday it's um, a sunny hummer's 29th birthday. Time just ticks on, doesn't it? <laughs> Happy birthday to those guys. We've uh, somehow had a, well, somehow, I think you put it in there, but had a sumo, uh, a rikishi birthday calendar appear on both mm, of our phones. Very so strange. it's a, a shared calendar that now tells us all the birthdays. Yeah, I can't remember setting that up, but it's did, switched did on. It? Yeah, I think I did uh, a <laughs> while a ago, idea. so I don't know if it's uh, up to date. Mm. Well, I mean, the birthdays obviously won't change, but we probably don't have uh, the newer ricochet reflected in that yeah, calendar. maybe. Maybe somebody's adding them. There's been heaps of sumo news in between January and uh, March, Basho. There's just been so much going on. It's really good to see a whole lot of stuff restarting again after the pandemic. We know, like we've said, that, that Japan hasn't opened our borders and what they also haven't done is relaxed a lot of their pretty strict restrictions around COVID, but they are starting to now. And so we see things um, starting up again, like the Hakuho Cup, like uh, the NHK Sumo event and, and other things like that. Uh, and and a, all of that's happening. And a big backlog of yeah. <laughs> uh, Danpatsu Shiki or retirement ceremonies for Rikishi, who I feel retired years ago. I know, I know. <laughs> I really feel like these guys have been retired for so long. And the biggest one, of course, was Hakuho, um, Miyagino Oyakata now. And he had his, and it was as massive as, you know, we thought it was going to be. It was lots of pomp and ceremony and opera singers and Takakesho and Hoshoryu did the doya iri and he did a his final bout with his son. There was a whole lot of great stuff. Yeah, I mean, the sons were barely competitive in that bout though, <laughs> were they? I know, he would have taken them yeah. aside after and just gone, you shape up, please. Exactly. <laughs> that uh, was terrible. A magic moment uh, as uh, former Yokozuna mm. Harumafuji mm. came in to take part and snip a little bit of uh, hair off. 
gave uh, Hakuho a quick peck on the cheek yeah. as he did that, which yeah. echoed what Hakuho did during Harumafuji's Dampan Shiki a few years ago. Yeah, there was a um, a nice video floating around kind of comparing the two, playing the two pieces of video one after each other and Hakuho did the same thing to him when he retired, which made him start to, you know, we had to go on tear watch for that one, made him start to cry. Yep. And the same thing happened for Hakuho. I mean, they often hold it together for quite a while. It's a really, really long ceremony. A lot of stuff happens. All the attention is on them. So they can't just be crying the whole time. Plus he's Hakuho, you know, he's used to keeping his feelings inside. Mm. But as soon as Harumafuji let down and he said something in his ear as well, which I would have loved to you know, be a fly on the inside of the ear for. And also a fly who could understand Mongolian. Yes, it probably was in Mongolian, you're right. So that's a very specific thing that I needed to be there. But I, I just wonder what he said, you know, they have known each other for so long. They're both from Mongolia. They've both moved. Uh, they both moved over for sumo. Um, Haramafuji's career finished in such a difficult way. Um, I don't know how Hakuho supported him through that time, but I I think he did and, you know, they just have been friends um, and colleagues for a long time. Well, so I just wonder what was said. Obvious the mutual respect yeah. that was there between those two. Uh, yeah, very different ways to end their careers. Um, well, I feel like all we're talking about is Hakuho. As you said, the Hakuho Cup. Well, there are a couple of other Danpatsu Shiki we should, oh, we should mention as first, well before yeah. that. So Toyo Hibiki, um, he had his and we saw a lovely photo of his. You always get a photo with your wife fixing your tie or leaning up and doing your tie. So it was a great photo with his kids. And a bit of a moving thing during his ceremony, Hibikiryu's portrait, the uh, rikishi who who died because of his injuries on the doyo, um, was from the his stable and was... Brought, a photo of him was brought out to participate in the ceremony. So that was a nice memory of him. And Shohozan. So Shohozan uh, wasn't, didn't retire all that long ago, but he has had his ceremony as well. And lots of, you know, the current Rikishi turned up for that one. And there's a great photo of him and Ichi Yamamoto. And he looks, he looks red hot afterwards. Well, look, I, I think, you know, obviously the size of Hakuhos and the importance. Yeah of his uh, retirement ceremony was uh, recognised but very quickly forgotten as soon as we saw Shahozan with a haircut mm. and a suit. Yeah. And he a smile. Nazi, I'm going to go ahead and call him. He did for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw it break on social media that Shahozan dyed his hair blonde. Or I wouldn't <laughs> Just say went straight dyed in there, straight into the hairdressers. Yeah, I wouldn't say he dyed it blonde as much as he got blonde tips. Yeah, it didn't go right down to yeah. the root, did it? It definitely looked like a good old Aussie blonde tip. What I think's happened here is I, I think he's got a lot of attention online, a lot of attention from the Japanese media, and he's just tried to take it one step too far. <laughs> he looked ridiculous. He did look pretty silly. When I saw his... Um, his Instagram story of getting prepared, I was like, oh, this could go anywhere, you know. He could be just getting a really short back and sides, so he should just, he could just be tidying up. And I kind of wish that was the case after he just exploded out of the uh, the gates with that those blonde tips. Yeah. Well, look, I, I haven't seen his hair, I haven't seen how the uh, dye has settled. Yeah. Whether it's just giving him a nice bronze uh, kind of highlight, but it looked very dramatic at the hairdresser. I haven't gone back and looked. I mean, maybe he went for that extra step of purple or blue or something <laughs> well, like that. We can only hope. Rainbow. 
Uh, so, as I was rushing to before, the Huckahawk Cup was held uh, a couple of weeks ago and streamed on YouTube. Yeah, that was great to see. For fans around the world. So, it was a big deal, the Huckahawk Cup this year, purely because it's the first time since the pandemic that we've had it back in uh, Tokyo. Well, in the Kokugikan, uh, with an audience in attendance. Of course, last year, they had to change it, uh, at the last minute or very late change uh, to the Alta Prefectural Gymnasium and no foreign kids were allowed mm. and no uh, audience mm. were in attendance. So, look, I mean, generally speaking of the coverage, we love the fact that they're they're putting this on YouTube, freely available for people across the world. Multi-doyo coverage as well. <sighs> That's several streams. That's true. So you could pick from different channels to, to yeah. see what was on the doyo. It was just very, very user unfriendly, I'd say, the whole experience. It didn't feel like there was a good... Um, uh, vision switcher? Well, the, the vision switching was okay. I felt that some graphics on the screen really could have helped. Yeah, yeah. I felt that there wasn't a real natural progression in terms of age groups. We seem to be <laughs> jumping around ages. I would have liked to see the toddlers. That That was basically a division this time. Start out with the toddlers and work your way up. But yeah, because like they came in in around. the middle of the day, didn't they? Because yeah. it looked like the kind of 10, 11, 12-year-olds for a while and then the toddlers came out, which was extremely cute Yeah, and great to see. Also, they had um, girls, girls in it yeah. as well. So it didn't seem like the girls had their own division. At, no, I um, think they were fighting with were, the boys. Yeah, just up on the doyo with the boys, which um, was so great to see. I loved that. It didn't um, extend into the higher, into the older ages, but um, as far as I could see anyway. Were you happy with the amount of crying? Oh, great question, because that is mostly what the Huckahog Cup is about, uh, kids losing and then crying, but also when they win, they also cry, which um, is kind of funny to see, especially. So there's the little ones that that kind of just lose control. They're not really sure what to do and, you know, they they push over their friend and then (laughs) their friend gets a little graze and cries and, you know, that's kind of like, oh, poor thing. But then the older ones take it, you know, very, very seriously and there already must be quite a bit of pressure on them because when they lose already – Straight away they start crying. They walk off the doyo crying. They walk back to their team crying. You know, someone gives them a hug or a punch on the arm or, a, you know, come on, mate, it's okay. Still crying. Yeah. So, like sobbing, like heaving it's a, crying. Look, it's a beautiful thing to witness, just that <laughs> raw emotion of these kids coming off the doyo. Now, for eagle-eyed watchers of the Huckahawk Cup, they would have noticed that uh, there was a first that happened uh, as a young Hawaiian kid, Uraya Ulima Komahau Lumanu. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he's also known as Yaya. He took home bronze in the elementary school fifth grade category. This is significant because it's mm. the first time uh, in the Hakaha Cup history that they've had a medalist from the United States. And the first uh, junior rikishi from outside of Japan or Mongolia mm-hmm. to reach the podium in any classification during the, can you believe, 13-year history of the event. Yeah. Well, number one, it's impressive he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Hako. But, yeah, congratulations to Yaya. And it's good to see um, a Hawaiian entrant do so well. Exactly. We were, I think it was our pre-Basho episode for January. We, we uh, played some uh, 
Hawaiian uh, sumo music mm-hmm. or songs about sumo and got on to talking about uh, the dominance of the Hawaiian rikishi uh, over the last couple of decades, but how they've gone very quiet. Maybe Yaya is the return. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And to just dominate over the strong, you know, you see in, in every sport, the country where the money and the training regimes are set up, um, they're the ones who where the kids always go well. And um, the US has a, we're starting to see it um, develop more and more, a great amateur sumo scene mm. and um, and a great scene for young sumo kids as well. And, and over in Hawaii, it just seems to be getting maybe stronger and stronger again. And yeah, great to see such a strong contingent for them. I didn't see any Australian contingent go over this time around. I'm not sure they got across. I think maybe with everything, with the pandemic and everything, it was a bit hard to get over there um, with a with a competitive group from Australia this time. We did see them, yeah, pre-COVID go yeah. across, but yeah, nothing yep. uh, this time. We, we probably need to make some inquiries here. Yep. Is Australian sumo in trouble? Yes. Shouldn't be. Tune into our Patreon episode to listen <laughs> to that hour-long discussion where we unpa- unpack that burning issue. Now, during last week, I opened social media. Oh, yes. And I was greeted by a baffling clip. <laughs> I mean, yep. John Gunning and Eugene Levy. That was a surprise, wasn't it? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I opened up Twitter I watched it. I put my phone down. I rubbed my eyes comically, picked it up again and looked, confirmed what I just saw. I mean, this is madness. Oh, it, I didn't know the context. Yeah. I have no, I did not know about the TV show. I'm looking at these two going, what are they doing Yeah, together? it was just such a mish, mish, mismatch, wasn't it? Just seeing Eugene Levy, who we're so familiar with from all his movies and um, the TV show that he's been in most recently. Well, most recently, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, that he of course. Created with his son Dan Levy. Yep, and just such a familiar face. And then just flick your eyes over that tiny bit. It's a small screen, just just a millimeter. There's John Gunning. What's he doing there? I mean, it's just weird. We haven't seen him for a couple of years. He bowed out. Remember, well, I'm leaving everything. I'm leaving everything to he, do to do a job. Here's the job. We're finally finding we're out what finding he's been working out. on all these years. I mean, how long does this segment go for? It felt like, I mean, it's taken two years to do this. It was a feature-length <laughs> film with Eugene Levy and John Gunning. <laughs> so it was Eugene Levy set up to do sumo. Well, no, to be an Oyakata. Oh, sorry, not Oyakata. Oh, it was, it was. A, um, Gyoji. Gyoji. It was, that's right. I was imagining him <laughs> about to fight in my mind. But no, it was set up as a Gyoji and, and John was helping him go through yeah. the process of, of doing that. And I, I look, we only saw the clip. We haven't seen the, the, the whole episode yet. And I pray that it's culturally sensitive. <laughs> it's all we can do at this point. But the TV show is called The Reluctant Traveller and it's an Apple TV production, very much modelled on that idea of um, an idiot abroad, the oh, Carl yeah. Pilkington, oh, yeah, yeah. take an unlikely traveller and put them in uh, uncomfortable situations. So they have filmed uh, episodes in Costa Rica, Finland, Italy, Japan, Portugal, South Africa. So they've gone all over the world. Tokyo is the eighth and final episode in the series. So I'm not sure how Apple TV 
if they've dumped all the apps. I know it came out yesterday, but I feel oh, right. like it was the uh, only the first. Oh, I didn't realise it had come out. I thought it was still well, in production, and John was just kind of teasing it oh, a little bit. bit of, no, I don't think he. I don't think he could tease footage, could he? <laughs> I guess you're not um, to. So look, I, I think we'll probably check that out. It's sitting on eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which oh, that's is like it's good. hard to get a good score on that. So that, uh, yeah, good good signs there. John well, I hope Gunning. He, hope he hasn't signed an NDA because we want to find out all the information about that. Yeah, we, we certainly do. <laughs> uh, we can't wait to see uh, John Gunning's next move into TV. <laughs> what a surprise that was. Another surprise that we saw on social media. Well, this maybe where it ended up was the surprise because we did know that when Chia Tyree retired and he's just recently retired, that he was talking about opening a restaurant. I'm pretty sure that was on the cards right from the start. It was on the cards, but when Rikishi retire, they say a lot of things. Yeah. And we all have dreams about what we want to do. So when we saw concrete evidence of this, it was good news. It was. And the first thing that always goes through my head when I hear someone say, I'm going to open a whatever, I need to go there. Yep. And I guess we were lucky because we were about to take this trip to Japan. And so when we heard that Chiatari was opening a restaurant. I thought, well, you know, I hope we find out details about this one. And we did. It's called Meatland, Mitorando. And uh, it's a yakiniku or a grilled meat restaurant. And it's in Roppongi, a very popular area of, uh, of Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> and it opened on January the 16th. So it's out there. It's happening. It's real. And we're booked in to go. We found um, it. We, uh, yeah, found uh, it online. We're booked there, I think, in the in the last couple of days that we're in Japan. We finished up in Tokyo and we're going to be uh, dining at Meatland. I tried to find our booking and I can't seem to find it. Uh-oh. I know I've done it, but I need to log back into the uh, into the booking platform. Into the Meatland into the website. Me- <laughs> Meatland.com. Uh, it's a pretty fresh approach. Chiatari seems to be taking to the Yaki Niku uh, Genre yeah. of cooking. So he, he said that he wants retired other retired Rikishi to come and work for him while he's learning the ropes, which suggests maybe that he hasn't managed a restaurant before in his, uh, his career, which is maybe not a surprise. And then he wants to, so he wants to learn from other people. So along those lines, he's hired a, a Japanese chef, Mr. Nakamura, but then he wants to go back home um, and open a franchise as well. So Mr. Nakamura... Uh, is a Japanese chef, but he uh, learned his trade in France and he's working on a French yakiniku dish. Yeah, I, I read this and I was concerned. Mm. Snail, well, snails. <laughs> I just don't think the delicate French flavours really mesh with, you know, what is the, the kind of strong, smoky overtones that is yakiniku. Yeah, how are they going to come together? Cream sauce? Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. Yuck. <laughs> I don't know. I hope they don't overcomplicate this. Uh, I mean, the other interesting approach that Chiatari was taking uh, to this line of work is that he, he's been talking about changing chefs every now and then. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not sure if Mr. Nakamura knows about his hiring policy or what kind of contract Mr. Nakamura is on, uh, but I'm sure he'd be shocked to hear that Chiatari plans to change chefs every now and then to maintain a refreshed menu. Maybe <laughs> well, was... he needs to go for Italian yakiniku oh, next no. and then a bit of an Aussie barbecue uh, yakiniku. I don't want it. 
Um, he he also had a bit of a problem when it came to the day of uh, the opening. So January 16, big day, you know, you get ready, you go to bed early the night before, maybe you put some clothes out ready to go. So he he had his suit and tie. He was ready to look absolutely <laughs> spiffy for that opening. But he left his suitcase, not at home, on the train on the way there. So that's an absolute horror. That's a nightmare. You know, your laptop might be in there, your wallet's in there, your suit and tie for your opening of Mitorando's in there, you know. And and so he had to just wear what he was in on the train, which was a tracksuit. And so there's this glorious image of him standing in front of the Meatland sign in Roppongi, See, beaming so, in his tracksuit. So I saw that and honestly... It didn't register. I didn't even realise. He looked He looked natural. I didn't think, oh, he should be dressing up. No, it's a grey tracksuit. He's an ex-sportsman. Exactly. He looked cool. I do like the fact that he uh, travels in comfort. <laughs> yeah, tracksuit for right. the train. <laughs> he's not squishing himself in a suit. No, he's not that's true. choking himself up with that tie. He's, he's uh, letting himself roam free on the way there. Um, one of the things I would like to pick up on is that Chiataru did uh, give some information to the journalists who were interviewing him around the pricing structure ah, yes. of the dishes. And he went on record as saying, I'd like the price of a large yakiniku dish to be around two to 3,000 yen so that everyone can enjoy it. Uh, when I booked, I had to commit to a set course of, uh, yeah. of uh, yakiniku for us both. And I think it was more like 10,000 yen. Each? Yeah. Each? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? We, we, we have to no, go. It's a good it's thing research. that booking didn't go through. No, we definitely want to go. <laughs> Because when I read that about the price, I was like, oh, that's such a, that's a great price. You know, that, that's around what you would get for like a lower, if you got a steak, yeah, for example, a steak, at yeah. a, you know, reasonably good Australian uh, restaurant or a sort of more top pub, you could get a steak for 30 bucks. Or maybe on steak night. 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the cheap side. It's very reasonable. Well, price. I mean, and yakiniku's like sliced yeah, yeah, it's up different. little yeah, bits. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but it's, it does say a large yakiniku dish, which implies that there's quite a few oh, other there could be bits a few. on there. All right. Well, let's let's have a look at what kind of yakiniku we do get. Well, maybe we're up to the bit where he's already refreshed the menu. Oh. <laughs> so he already had, he had the cheap one. Mr. Nakamura, he's, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone else who's like, are you crazy? You can't be offering 2,000 2, yeah. dishes. <laughs> yeah. The realities of running and owning a restaurant have come home to roost very quickly for Chiataru. It's Mexican yakiniku yeah, time. Yeah. It's with the jalapenos <laughs> and the... Anyway, Meatland, we will report back and we'll find our booking. It should be lots of fun. There was an NHK <laughs> sumo event. We love these, uh, these sumo events where you often get a whole lot of demonstrations. Um, this is not the one we talked about um, recently with um, with all the competitions and everything. This is a, a different one. It's the 55th time it's been held and this is the first time back after three years off. There was a singing content text is a content contest. Contest. That was my fourth go at saying that. 
Well, I know why you couldn't pronounce the word contest because you know Takiyasu was involved. Yeah. It's not a contest. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely true. He was up against Onosho, who can sing really can. well. Tobizaro, we've heard, give a red hot go, but a little bit of trouble up there in the high register. Loves it. Hiradumi. Well, so I cast, yeah, cast my eyes over this list, a lot of the usual suspects, but Hiradumi, I don't think we've uh, seen or heard Hiradumi sing yet. No, I'm trying to think of whether he sang in that that other event at the Kokugikan. Uh, I, I feel I, like I knew that he was a singer yeah. in the back of my mind, it, that he's just bursting onto the scene. Well, you know, I keep a close eye on these things. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't mean and to so, question you there. <laughs> I actually haven't seen any footage of this, so I need to fire up the Tor browser and hit the dark web and yep. get some of this raw footage. Yeah, yep. Well, a whole lot of money was raised. Terunofuji did a tsuna tying demonstration. He did a doyo iri. There were um, just quick competitions. Um, I mean, they're effectively money laundering events, aren't they? Yeah, and well, they raised. Well, you're going to feel bad about yourself now because they raised enough money for two trips. Laundered to enough money <laughs> <laughs> for six ambulances. Oh, what? to have races in? No, to, to oh. for sick people. Six ambulances. That's, that's amazing. I, I don't know how much an ambulance costs, but I imagine it's a fair Well, whack. it's the staffing that gets you. Yeah. Not yeah. cheap. That's true. Three and a half thousand spectators in attendance at Kokogikan. Not enough. It's about a third full. I guess they take out the, I guess it kind of all happens on the floor. So you know how usually at the Kokogikan you're all around the doyo and so you get all of the box I guess a lot of the box area isn't full and you've just got people in the seats around, so maybe um, maybe there's not enough. And obviously because it was an NHK thing, they were it was on telly, so maybe they were cared mostly about their TV audience. Sounds like NHK. Yeah. As long as that TV <laughs> audience is based in Japan, <laughs> that is. Very true. I mean, that that's the other thing which we're not going to talk about right now, but in between. Oh, let's talk about it. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, during last Basho then, uh, everyone went down. Yeah, really, the, the big Western sumo providers uh, getting copyright strikes, Jason's channel. Nato, Nato Kintamiyama. Kintamiyama. And Bovo's had his troubles for a long time now, yeah. but, but it's continuing. It was quite interesting watching it play out in real time as people were scrambling to try to archive Jason's mm. videos because mm. really there's it's quite a time capsule in terms of uh, Sumo. He's got a lot of content there that probably exists in a bunker somewhere underneath the NHK building in Tokyo, yes. but it's not publicly available. Yes. So uh, apparently they saved a lot, but we, we were talking thousands and thousands and thousands of bouts. It's really incredible how people can spring into action yeah, so totally. quickly. Um, over these things and, you know, Jason wasn't sure what to do and it had sort of, he'd got the first strike and then the second strike and yeah. it quickly became apparent that it was all going to disappear and, you know, some of his supporters came through and used their, you know, their data knowledge and their <laughs> knowledge in that area to, to save a lot of that. So I guess it's a big thank you to them from the community. Absolutely. I mean, but there are flow on effects. For example, Sumo DB links to mm. a lot of Kintamiyama's and Jason's videos. Yep. Yep. Um, so all of those links are broken now. It's a bit of a sad thing. And, and I, I, I completely understand everyone's frustrations. The point being, like, we're here, we're ready to pay for it. Why would you deliberately hamper the growth of your sport internationally? Yep. Yeah, I think that's my bottom line as well. I mean, I understand that there's a copyright issue and that's 
the reality at the moment, but it needs to be changed because it is incredibly frustrating to love a sport that's growing in the Western world so quickly and there's a massive audience there for it and it's just not being provided for at all. And I think it's, it's really, you can quickly forget how hard it has been in the past. Like we are blessed at the moment with the mm. amount of um, people bringing those streams to us through illegal means. Mm. But, you know, we've had Basho where we were, we were taking like dodgy Mongolian streams that yeah. would give us maybe four or five frames a second. Yeah. Um, it can be really dark and things can be cut off and taken away really quickly. So fingers crossed we find a way or that the NHK finds a way to make this publicly accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Outside Absolutely. of Japan. Anyway, let's move on to the Banzu-K. That is what we're here for. Top level impressions without diving in. Oh, I love it. Yep. I love it. And I think a lot of my um, interest lies around that bottom area. Oh. Yep. with the guys that have come up from Jurio. I just think I saw someone comment the other day that it's it's so it has been rare throughout the Hakuho era and all of that to not have any idea when you come into <laughs> yeah. a basho who yeah. will win. Yeah. And you could honestly close your eyes, move your finger around, spot down on one person and they're, yep. they're quite likely to win. Yeah, it's it's a great time to be alive. It's really, really great. And for me, that's something very exciting about the sport. I mean, maybe some people want some consistency, but I love there being the stacked top end as well. We had the great situation of four Sekiwake, four Komasubi in January, <clears throat> and now they've only taken one away from us. We've got three Sekiwake, uh, three uh, Komasubi, and I like that because it kept Matoriu in down the bottom at Magashira 17. <laughs> so I actually didn't mind them taking that Sekiwake position away. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, just looking at it, you're right. Your eye is drawn to the bottom of the Banzuke where there are some hot young things coming up. Yep. Making their debut. Uh, let's start at the top though. Yes. Terunofuji, the Yokozuna. Yokozuna, Terunofuji, obviously sat out last time. We haven't seen him for quite a while. His, uh, his name's there as it must be, but do we have any intel on whether or not Terunofuji will turn up? Uh, I do not, and I haven't seen anything uh, definite. Two weeks out, so we're still two weeks out from the Basho, and two weeks ago um, he was talking a little bit about uh, training with Kiribayama. He said his body's getting better, but he's still feeling tired. He's doing a whole lot of weight training to try to build his body up because when he did a Doya Erie recently, um, everybody noticed that in particular his upper body was was kind of flabby yeah. um, and definitely didn't have that toning that he's known for. Um, I mean, his knees are always um, buggered and hopefully will be a little bit better from the surgery, but we know that there are problems down below. But his upper body has always been strong and that's where he's maintained his pushback from. Exactly. Look, I'd be surprised if we saw him out there. I would be too, actually. Because at this stage, he's not at the stage where he's getting warnings about um, – retaining his Yokozuna status. And until he starts getting the tap on the shoulder to say, you need to come back, you need to fight. I think he's going to need to take this time off. There's no use rushing back after the surgery. If he's not conditioned, he just won't get the wins. Yeah, I think so too. And that would look so bad. I wonder if there's any difference with Isagahama not as prominent 
um, in the JSA at the moment, whether he was holding the fort a little bit, making sure that there was no pressure on him to come back. But still, um, in the Yokozuna Deliberation Council, I haven't seen anything, like you said, anything harsh. They've been saying the line that he needs to be fit to come back. They want him to do good sumo and there's no sign yet of of any pressure there. So I, I don't think he'll be in. Yes, which means that uh, Tucker Keisho, who is our lone Ozeki, our current uh, Yusho holder after that brilliant effort back in uh, January, was his third Yusho. Feels like it, he deserves more. And the, probably the feeling for me comes from the fact that before this Yusho, he uh, had four Jun Yushos. Yeah. After yeah, that second Yusho. Nearly got there quite a few times, hasn't he? Two and a half years it's taken him to get his third. Uh, Tucker K Show really gave us some insight uh, in interviews following his win. About this Yusho, he said, each time is different. It's a different victory in terms of feeling, but it was a good experience to be able to do it for 15 days. How do you reckon this one felt different? Well, uh, I guess the first one, there was all the excitement of a, a first year show and finally achieving that. Plus he was really young. So if it was two and a half since the second, it was even longer since the first. Uh, he He's only 26 now. Mm. So, yeah, just started everything so early. He would have perhaps assumed that that success would have gone on he'd be able to ride that and maybe would have been Yokozuna even earlier whereas that haven't ha- hasn't happened the second one would have been a, a bit of relief yes I can get another one I'm not a once-off kind of guy and then this one well two yeah. and a half years yeah and to, to really understand that feeling of what it's like to come second Yes. Four times he got to feel that. Four yes. times he was in with a chance. Perhaps this one was much more of a, a mature feeling because he's also, not only has he been through that, but he's been through a lot of injury. Yes. As well, all well, the, the sort of neck issues and the weird things where we didn't know what it was. Oh my God, yeah. And questions being raised about his Ozeki status. He's been Kataban a couple of times. I think there's something too about being able to appreciate the moment when you're older. And I think he really would have savoured this particular victory. Now, he did say uh, following, well, this was in the lead up to this Basho actually, that he celebrated, well, I'll quote here, I celebrated my title victory, victory only on that day. I told myself the following day that the preparation for the next tournament had <sighs> begun. More accurately, uh, his Oyakata confirmed that he took nine days off. <laughs> Before he started training again. So, look, I mean, who's not who's to say Tucker Keisho wasn't training his mind during those uh, nine days? But I uh, certainly took a well-deserved break after that Yusho victory. He always knows what to say, he doesn't he? Yeah. So always got something to say. He's like, no, no, this is, this is exactly what I need to say. And then just Yasumi's. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Sekiwake. We have Wakataka Kage. He is still there. He's holding firm. He went nine and six and together at uh, Sekiwake one is uh, Hoshoryu on the west. So he went eight and seven. Wakataka Kage though, I mean, he's had, he's had his troubles over the last few basho, although uh, nine and six um, was not too bad, but Specifically in between, he has now apparently injured himself. Ah. And there's a few photos um, 
floating around of the exact moment in training he injured a rib and you can really see him grimace um, and apparently pulled out of training then. It was very painful. I don't know, like injuring a rib when you're, when you're you know, pushing and, and doing so much. I don't think you could crack a rib doing that, could you, unless you oh, fell? It's a great question. I, I, like injuries like that can happen. It can be incredibly painful. But but bruising. Yeah, it could be bruising. Yeah. This is uh, Wakataka Kage's seventh appearance at Sekiwake. Yeah. I, I've said he's had trouble in the past. This is something really weird that's happened in my mind about him having trouble and it's only because he hasn't reached Ozeki. He, his scores are fine. You know, 12, 3, 9, 6, 8, 7, 11, 4, 8, 7. The 8, 7s aren't great but still 9, 6. Like there's no problem there. Uh, do you know what I think it is that makes you say that is that I, I would say in the past I've witnessed Seki Wake, Wakataka Kage lose bouts he should win. Yeah. And it's those one or two or three losses every basho that, that are holding him back from that promotion. Yep. Obviously, March last year, only a year ago, that was his first Yusho on debut in Sekiwake. Uh, I think expectations were extremely high. And really, look, I mean, he's, he's kept that Sekiwake position. He's done enough. Has he met everyone's expectations? Probably not. Yeah. But it's only because the expectations are so high. Yes. Yeah. And, and every time I, I realise that, but I, I do go in thinking he's not living up to them and um, hopefully he will eventually. But yeah, with the, the other thing is a, a back problem. His Oyakata yeah. has said that his back is not great. Not and good. we've seen with Ichinojo that that can affect you for so long because it can come and go and it can be a bit on a whim where if you move a particular way, it can be really painful yeah. um, as well and, and sort of be thrown out. So hopefully that's not the case for him. Well, the other Sekiwake Hoshoryu, he's starting to build a little bit of time at this rank. This is his fourth basho at Sekiwake. Has posted a couple of eight sevens while he's been there. Uh, an 11-4 as well to go along with that. And a Ginosho Technique Prize. Still looking very good. But if you have a look at his record, especially over the last uh, couple of basho, he's lost three of the last four days on both occasions. Is there a stamina problem here? Is it a concentration problem? Again, another couple of wins here for him in those closing days could make the world of difference. Yeah, I think so. We often see this with some uh, Rikishi Ohoys, famously well, another one who that happens to, but he's hardly at the level of Hoshoryu. He did lose to, this is when he, he he's been at a position at Sekiwake where he fights up. Yes. I mean, there's not up, but around on those last days. So those two of those three people he lost to were Wakataka Kage and Takakesho, yeah. which is understandable, more understandable than Wakataka Kage losing to Nishiki Fuji, who went <laughs> 4 I remember that one. Yeah, he should have won Hadaki that one. Hadakikomi, that was yep. um, not great. But yep. the other person he lost to was Ryuden at Magashira 5. So that was him hitting the bottom of the joy. Um, he did beat Nishiki Fuji. <laughs> but, um, yeah, losing to... Ryuden, uh, he was out one day um, injured. Remember, he just took the one day off. Yes. Um, Courageous. <laughs> he lost to Wakamoto Haru at Komasubi. So they mm. were two, I mean, es especially Ryuden, he, he should have won against. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with Hoshoryu. Uh, the first of our uh, Komasubis. 
Yeah, let's start with oh, old Kirabiyama. mate. Oh, you've skipped Kirabiyama. Oh. You've gone right over the Kirabiyama. poor Sekiwake How... on his promotion. Oh. Debut to Sanyaku. Highest rank. I'm so sorry, Kirabiyama. It's just that I thought you've been here so often that I could just skip <laughs> over because everyone assumes you're here. Well, but... also your eyes saw Wakamoto Haru and you're oh, like, I cannot wait to talk about that guy. I wanted to move on. Uh, huge for Kirabiyama. Uh, it was an 11-4 back in January that sees that promotion from Komisubi. Absolutely deserved. He's a winner, this guy. Yep. He um, won the uh, Sumo Kaboom, sexiest uh, rikishi poll, I believe. Kirabiyama, very, very popular at the moment. Yeah. It's important to look for beauty on the inside. <laughs> Luckily, Kirabiyama is a very beautiful man on the inside. As is I his sumo that technique. He is actually. Yeah. I actually think he's lovely. He has now apparently trained with Asaniyama, though. So Asaniyama hosted a whole lot of guys at his stable. Right. He is really like wants to come back. So he got everyone over, hosted a barbecue. Mm. I made that bit up. But Kirabiyama, when he was fighting Asaniyama, he went 4 8. Hang on. Against Asaniyama. That's pretty good. Kirabiyama won four. Kirabiyama is the Sekiwake against Asanyama. Yeah, I think that's all right. Okay. What would you expect? Uh, I would expect the current Sanyaku to be able to beat the Asanyama is mentally and physically Sanyaku. He's well, mentally and physically Oseki. training session proved it, I believe, yeah. because he apparently against Wakamoto Haru and Wakatakakage as well in particular, he just wrecked yeah. them. Yeah, oh, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised at all. So um, you think that doesn't bode poorly no, for Kiribayama? You think all. that's all right? No, I, th I think I think for Kiribayama that's very, very good. If he could go 4-8 against the Ozeki, yeah, I think it's okay. Hmm. Is he Sekiwake? Yeah, he probably should. Should have picked up another couple there. Maybe another couple. <laughs> Maybe another couple. <laughs> uh, can't wait to see what he does with this promotion. Uh, an 11 and 4, some could say he's on the start of an Ozeki run. Mm. But I myself don't get too far into these sumo thought experiments. No. I've got too many other things to busy my mind with. Let's move on to Komasubi. Wakamoto Haru. He's who you're busying your mind maintains with. Maintains his position with that beautiful 9-6 scoreline. It's the scoreline that he feels most com comfortable with. Loves racking up a 9, putting a 6 next to it. <laughs> maintains his uh, rank there. And I, for one, am absolutely thrilled about this. You had some questions about, should he have been promoted here? Yeah, I sure did. I, I wondered whether there shouldn't have been... Uh, the four Sekiwake and the uh, three Komasubi, still leaving a place for Notoria, of course, at um, Magashira 17. You got a fair point there. And, and I do know that I think, I do, I did see that a few people had had kept that four Sekiwake, four Komasubi structure. Mm. As you would, Wakamoto Haru's performance probably warranted keeping that slot open. And that would have given Tamawashi a chance too, after a 9-6 and M2, to fill that other Komasubi spot. So it's not like they were short of Komasubi. Mm. For me and Wakamoto Haru, I think this is fine. Slowly, slowly. Slowly, slowly. He's gone from Komasubi 2 to 1. That's okay. He's just moved up. Gradual build. It's fine. No rush. Yeah. He'll put another 9-6 on the board. And then they'll put him up. Great. He's just got to get all his success before a sunny armor comes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so true. There's a bit of a time He's limit on some of these. Yeah. 
Well, I'm worried about it. I'm equally worried about it and and excited by it at the same time. The other uh, Komasubi at this position alongside Wakamoto Haru is Kodno Waka. So in January, he started with four losses and it looked uh, very dire, very bleak for him, but he fought his way back. We know he he is an excellent uh, rikishi and he showed that form towards the end, finished with three wins and was able to uh, to maintain his Komasubi status with a kachikoshi. Yeah, Kondawaka did just enough. He'll be there again slowly, no rush. Enjoy your time at Komasubi. Another 8-7 this time will be completely fine as well. I want to move on to these next two Komasubi. I like the fact that we can say the next two Komasubi. Yeah, We've got Daisho uh, on one side and we have Tobizaru in on the other. Both of these rikishis being uh, promoted from Maegashira 1 with extremely different uh, results last Basho. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Daisho, he went 10 and 5. He was back in form. He was pushing guys out. And he also continued to show that form after January. So the one tournament that we haven't spoken about yet that also happened in between Basho was the uh, the Fuji TV, the 47th Fuji TV one day tournament, which is a bit of a knockout tournament. It's for fun and for prize money. Um, it's just a round robin knockout. Well, not a round robin, they're different. A knockout <laughs> tournament. <laughs> um, and Daisho was the big winner of that. Uh, so continued that excellent form. He took out Hoshoryu in the finals and he won 2,500,000 yen in prize money, which is quite a fair chunk. Um, in Australian money, it's 27,000. In US dollars, it's um, 18,000. That's not pretty a, good. Not a bad day's work. Just one day. It's pretty interesting, this uh, short format sumo tournament. Yeah, it's like 2020 cricket or... I was just about to say that. It's really fun. You can, in the breaks, you can have like the dog things where they, oh, where they the run over the... Speed trials. Speed trials. They do that at the cricket. I've, well, I've seen, I've been to the 2020 cricket and I saw monster trucks. Monster trucks. For they no bring in the monster trucks. They have like running races between footballers and stuff, like just bring in some other sports people to do I mean, weird it, games. It's been an interesting thing because, I mean, if you know the sport of cricket, if you don't... I don't really know it either, but there's bats at one end and you run in between the wickets you know and I know cricket. <laughs> anyway, but they, but they took a game that was five days and firstly took it down to a, a game that was one day for a TV format. Mm. Now I've taken it down to about two or three hours. Yeah. Yep. So you can go out in night, in the night time, stay yeah. from, from seven till 10. Uh, it's family friendly. To take kids yep, along. Yep. Um, and there's music in between. So they could bring music into this in between bouts. They just blast out yeah. some... And, and, it's, J-pop. and it's done so much for promotion of that sport with kids and especially yep. young girls. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if the, if the JSA was a more forward thinking organization, what about one of these tournaments on in prime time, you know, two or three hours, dog races, monster trucks, fireworks. <laughs> it's so much fun. Oh, and little kids playing cricket. So it's, it's oh, the toddlers. Yes, yes, yes. Bring toddlers. the toddlers back. Toddler sumo. We've got the ingredients for a great two or three hours of TV yep. here. It'd be so much fun. Why aren't we paid? I don't like this. I'll never. I'll never know. To understand why we don't have a job. Uh, so <laughs> Toby Zaru, as you said, our other Komasubi coming up from Magashira One with an eight seven. Yep. Still looks dangerous out there. Yeah, he's uh, going fine. <laughs> didn't have the 
he's going fine. <laughs> Didn't have the best time at Komasubi. I think this is now his. Uh, so he went second. seven and eight. He went seven, seven and, eight. and eight in November. Yep. Um, but straight back. I mean, that's yeah. pretty impressive yep. to go down to get a seven and eight. Firstly, so that's only just Makakoshi. Um, and uh, there was four losses in yes. a row in the middle of that, which didn't really help matters. And then, yeah, five straight wins at the end of January to come back to keep his mental state. I mean, it, before those five losses, things were looking pretty bad. Well, Keeps I mean, his mental state up. He was 3-7. Yeah. Road to Kachikoshi. Road to Kachikoshi. And he did it. I mean, that's the Tobizaru way. If you're ever having a bad day at work, just just embrace the yeah. Tobizaru method. It's just like endless positivity. <laughs> well, it's true. I think, so. I think there's a lot that everyone can learn from Tobizaru. He's coming in at uh, Komasubi West. Yep. Let's move in to the Magashira ranks now. Don't like rank and file, I always say it. Nothing rank and file about these fine gentlemen. Well, there's a new word that I, I learnt today. I'm not sure why I've never heard this or didn't mm. know it, but hiramaku. Hiramaku oh. is the, the rank and file as well. So there you have two oh, options okay. apart from Does hira mean rank and maku mean file? Probably. probably. Or probably around the other way, <laughs> knowing Japanese. <laughs> so true. All right, Magashira 1, we have Tamawashi. And Shodai. Shodai. Okay. Shodai. So this is where he's dropped to. Yep. Six and nine, Sekiwake. Yep. I think this is where I expected him to yes. drop to. I think um, it would have been too harsh for him to drop any lower out of Sanyaku after everything that he'd been through. No, after, you know, his performances. Tamawashi, that's great. Is he on his way to Komasubi? Back yes. to Komasubi, I should say. Hopefully, you know, we might yes, end up is. with six or something like yep. that. Um, but Shodai really is where my head's at. I'm wondering what's going to happen here because what I did not know, I don't know if this has passed me by and everybody else knows it or what, but he injured his right toe, his right big toe. Right. Last December. So before January at all, he was thinking about going Kujo, but it was of his Kataban Basho. Yes. So he decided not to, but because he's right footed. <laughs> it's a foot that he uses to step forward and his kicking foot. And it was really, really painful for him. He couldn't train properly. He tried taking painkillers. He tried apparently three different types of pills okay, for so the, the pain, which. Paracetamol, ibuprofen. Yep. And then maybe. Like strong Panadol or something. Codeine. Oh, maybe. Like that can't help you, your mind. If you're well, Super dosed up on painkillers as well. I, I think the true genius of Short Eye is that he can have a, a, essentially a broken foot and you can't tell in the way his baseline movement <laughs> yes, true. is of such a style that it didn't really seem obvious that he couldn't move out Yeah, there. I mean, he goes so floppy anyway. Yeah. It's, it's not due to the toe. Yeah. Yeah. He taped his toes together, but um, he, he, he couldn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, to try to stop the big toe moving, I guess. No, that's not going to work. But he, he couldn't do that first step. When I, I used to live in a house that was two stories, so a small house in yeah. a inner city suburb, and it had a spiral staircase and it had carpet on the stairs. Mm. And in the middle of the, and the bathroom was downstairs and my room was upstairs. And in the middle of the night, you had to come down this spiral staircase. And if you went on the inside around the spiral, it was, it was really dangerous. And often I ended up like, duk, duk, duk going oh, down yeah, on my yeah, heels. Yeah, yeah. But one night I went oh. down on my toe and it just 
it snapped. And he actually said when I injured my toe last basho, this is in a more recent interview, I heard a nasty snap, snapping sound. So he has broken that toe. And I, I, I haven't broken big bones. You've broken your leg and stuff. So I'm yeah. sure that there's worse pain than this. But this toe pain was incredible. Oh. I could not imagine stepping on it for no. so long after that. I feel that we need to reevaluate these scores. Six, nine. Yeah. Yes. Seems so he, pretty good. He said, I managed to go six, six. So after his sixth loss, that was when he lost his yeah. chance to return to yeah. Ozeki. So the pressure was off a little bit then. He said it felt better. So the toe starts to heal and then he re-injures it and he couldn't step on it again for the rest of it. But he still got the... Yeah. The well, six I mean, wins overall. I mean, that's a, so that's maybe an, he's a genius. It's an equivalent of a 10-5 in my mind. Exactly. Um, Short I, I mean, you know, we've been talking about a lot of bad news and obviously a slip out of Sanyaku for an ex-Ozeki isn't great, but Shorai is ever the optimist. Uh, and he left, you know, Shorai fans around the world with a real sense of that, that there's still more good to come. Um, and I'll get this quote uh, here. Uh, dropping to Hiramaku for the first time in three years doesn't necessarily mean I need to retire. I have no wish whatsoever to call it quits. I will gumberize to be able to stay at the Joy and Sanyaku ranks. Well, nobody was suggesting he needed to retire. Where did he get this idea from? Sure, I. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. Unless he's speaking for himself yeah, and I'd, his own. I'd I'd um, say it's the voices in the head. Thought process, yeah. the own demons, and yeah. absolutely speak out against them. But should yeah. I, you do not need to even think about retiring. Absolutely retiring. not. Just enjoy the joy if you ever can. Just <laughs> gumberize. Be careful on the spiral stairs. Yep. You can win. Tape up four toes, maybe. Maybe, maybe wasn't all enough of them. toes. Yeah, well, who go does the club the, foot? Who yeah. does the club foot? Somebody. Oh. I know Ikioi in his final days was taping his whole foot up. Yeah, it was like it a little tape sandal. Yeah. Somebody's got a tape sandal right now and I can't yeah. think of who it is. I can, I can picture the sandal, yeah. <laughs> but I just can't picture the rest of the body. Let's move on to Maigashira 2. We have Abi uh, on the east side and the dude, Ryudin, on uh, the west uh, Abi coming up from Maigashira 3 with an 8-7. Ryudin, 9-6 at Maigashira 5, sees him move up. Abi, we saw that sensational uh, comeback, obviously that big uh, U show at the end of last year. Has he hit his ceiling here a little bit? Yeah, I wonder. He only um, got three wins in the final 10 days of... January. He looked a bit off, didn't he? He looked off and it looked also like people were starting to, we've always wondered where people would start watching the tapes, figure it out, work out their moves, um, especially people who are used to, opponents who are used to moving faster, like, you know, Daesho and, and people like that. They will just work out what to do again against those arms. Absolutely. And maybe they are. I mean, he might come back from this. He might start using his, his plan B or he oh, his might plan start B's quite good. skipping to the side and coming at a different angle. I, yeah. I feel like Arby has had the taste of re-success now. He's got that U show. Yeah, but After that, he enough? might have let it go yeah, a little bit. Perhaps, there there is. I, I'm a firm believer in the post U show slump. slump. Oh, well, Tamawashi, another name that we mm. just saw. Big slump after the U show last year. Yeah. 
Yeah, so much pressure on him to come back and do well. He gets a you show after all of it. Mm. Uh, in in tricky circumstances, I think that that Basho wouldn't have been easy on him with that final playoff and well, it wasn't all was the drama. It wasn't easy <laughs> on us. Um, so yeah, I, I want to see how he kicks back from this. The dude, on the other hand, continues his rise. Ryudan just keeps going up and up and up. And since his comeback, this is, uh, he'll be at his highest rank since that return. And he's knocking on the door of Sanyaku, which he spent a couple of basho there back in the glory days. We'll see if he can get back there uh, in March. Maegashira 3, Mitakumi, uh, drops one spot from Maegashira 2, uh, 7 and 8. Poor old Mitakumi. He hasn't posted a Kachikoshi since his 11-4 in Osaka March last year. Oh, wow. Wow. It's been quite a while. I mean, you know, it, it's not an easy thing to drop out of Ozeki, but I can see Mitakumi using his time at the top of the Maegashira ranks, just fall, falling back in love with sumo. And, you know, we talk about that roulette wheel of who's going to win the U show. He knows how to do it. He does. My question along those lines would be, was Mitakumi ever in love with sumo? Oh, okay. Was he ever in love? Yeah, I think he had a brief fling mm-hmm. with it. I don't think he enjoyed his time particularly at Ozeki. Mm. I feel like he enjoyed the success oh, well. and winning sure. and you show. Sure. Um, he certainly doesn't. And has never given off a, a Tobizari style vibe. For me, he's more in the, the endo category of turning up and getting it done and yeah. being really good at he's it. He's just good at getting it done. Yeah, he's really good at it. Well, not so much anymore. Well, I think he's lying in wait at Maegashira 3. Yeah. Waiting to pounce. He's going to be snapping people up. Absolutely. Uh, Nishikigi on the Unlikely other side. Unlikely bedfellow, isn't he? Well, I know. What's he doing up here? But I Nishikigi. Like it. Moves up from Maegashira 5, up two spots to Maegashira 3 with a 9 and 6. This is Nishikigi's highest rank since March 2019. Just continues to post positive results. There was that 6-9 uh, last September, but every other basho he's posted a winning record. Um, continues to look solid, if a little uh, unspectacular. Yeah, he just gets it done. Gets the work done. Yep. Puts his glasses on, goes home. Yep. Can never quite say what what he's done, but he's done enough to pick up wins recently. My only problem with him being this high is that I love him being a solid opponent for the new guys who've come in from Jury. Oh, exactly. Just always harping on about down there. But coming up against Nishikigi in your first like five, six, seven days of your first Makuchi tournament and running into such a solid experienced guy. I I think it's a shame that um, some of these new guys coming in won't get to fight him for a while because he's such a great opponent. And he's got a lot of work to do. He'll be fighting a great proportion of the Sanyaku, if not all of them, uh, at that position of Maegashira 3. Magashira 4, we have Onosho and Meisei. Onosho, he's, uh, he went 10 and 5 in January. So just really coming out and giving it a red hot go he looked, and succeeding. He looked very good in that first week, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, looked fantastic. Uh, His training's been going pretty well. He's had people over to train with. He's, he's been out a few times and, yeah, he's bouncing back up 
He did finish with, he didn't finish well, very well, did he? Well, he didn't, he didn't. Accurately, you could say that he didn't finish well. He lost three, but <laughs> he, he fought Yusho Winnetaka Keisho, mm. Kiribayama, and Hoshoryu. So I think losses against those three, it makes sense. What I'm looking forward to uh, with Onosha this time around is just getting a little bit more experience against the Sanyaku. It's been quite a while since he's fought them regularly. Yep. Um, and to fight those three in the last three days just feels cruel. Yeah, well, he was in the Yusho race. He was for a bit. Sure yep. was. He was right up there and he was very disappointed when he started losing and he, he couldn't quite keep it going. So um, we know that he has extreme ambitions on Osho after almost getting up there uh, a while ago. You know, he, he wants to be one of the top guys and we'll see whether he's able to do it this time around. Meisei dropped down from Komasubi with a 5 and 10. It was a shame because he's put in so much work to climb back to Sanyaku from Magashira 13 after his terrible 1 and 14. Mm. This was, it was heartbreaking to watch, wasn't it? A while ago, yeah, but just, he just lost it again. The feet weren't moving, mm. just got overrun. Uh, hard to say what's going to happen for him at Magashira 4, fighting many of the same Rikishi. Magashira 5, it's Kota Shoho. Now, here's another success story. He was in the Yusho race as well. Um, couldn't quite pull it off uh, on the final day against Takakesho. That would have been exciting for him. He beat Abi, he beat <laughs> Daesho, he beat Nishikigi, which doesn't sound impressive, but he is in great form, Absolutely. as we've been mentioning. He beat Ura. And yeah, at the end, he rocketed up to to fight Takakesho. <laughs> oh, he really stood tall, I think, yeah. back in January. He got Reward. the Jun Yusho. He got a Jun Yusho. Mm. Well, he got a huge bump from Magashira 13 to Magashira 5. I'm excited to see what this kid can do. That's not bad, is it, 13 to 5? That's, that's pretty, pretty sweet. That's I mean, you would good. expect it to be somewhere up there, but he's got the, the good side of it. Midori Fuji is on the west at Magashira 5. He went 6 and 9. I feel like maybe Midori Fuji's ride has been rise has been so quick that I feel like maybe he rose just a little bit too high up to Magashira <laughs> three. He was able to stay there for a little bit, but then just yeah, couldn't quite hold it. And maybe Magashira five is more where he should be. I, I think you're exactly right about that. So July twenty twenty two from Magashira eleven, he went ten five. Hey, that's a great score. He got promoted to Magashira 1. Yeah, yeah, so that's right. So you think probably a 10-5 should have seen him around Magashira 5, Magashira 6, where, where he's settling now. So I think a little bit of a correction has happened. He got some valuable experience up there, but still feels like he needs to do a little bit more work before he's competitive up the top of Magashira ranks. Shall we move on to Magashira 6? Yep, it's Endo who has uh, come up from Magashira 9 with a 9 and 6 and Sadnumi, who's come down with a 6 and 9 from Magashira 4. So, yeah, Endo's 9 and 6 was his best score in the last, well, the better part of the last couple of years. Mm. Um, you forget how average Endo can be Endo, sometimes. please. I know. Uh, we do you know, remember very fondly when he posted that 11-4 a couple of years ago and uh, he was Jun Yusho. Yeah. But since Unfazed. then... Lots of eight sevens, seven and eights, uh, sees him at Maigashira six. Sadanumi, the old man now <laughs> of the uh, upper division, moves from Maigashira four down to Maigashira six with that six and uh, nine. Just uh, 
I think there's a lot of goodwill towards Sadanumi and hopefully he can keep his position in the middle of the Banzuke. At Maegashira 7, we have Hokuto Fuji, who falls one spot with a 7 and 8 uh, result back in January. It's a bit of an unfortunate end there. He was on seven wins, I think, on about day 11, and he lost the last three days, so ends up with that Makakoshi uh, and slips at one position. Now, on the other side, old mate. Takiyasu. Yes. So falling from Sekiwake after going Kyujo on day six in January with what we hear was a tibia contusion. Yes. Which is bone bruising. Bone bruising. Don't know how you bruise a bone, but I believe Whack the doctors. It real hard. Well, that'd probably be it, but oh geez. I mean, it was really hard seeing him withdraw. It's still so fresh in my memory that those last couple of Basho from last year, 11-4, 12-3, that Junyu show playoff where he was cheated by Arby. Um, <laughs> we felt like this is Takiyasu returning. Yep. And it looked inevitable that we were going to see, if it wasn't this time, maybe, you know, March or May, a yep. return to Ozeki, which would be a huge feat. Yep. Uh, this injury puts a really big roadblock in that journey. Yeah. And how many... Roadblocks can he take, I think, yep. is the question now. How many times can he keep resetting his mind? Because he's got a wonderful wife and kids, you know. he He's getting old. He's 33 now. What does it take each time for him to go, right, I'm down at Magashira 7 again. I thought I was on my way back. Yeah. I'd got to Sekiwake. I might not have won you show. I might not have... Um, been challenging in some cases for the Usho even, but I'm, I'm moving up and now I'm back down yet uh, again. I, I think you're exactly right about that. I, it's going to take a lot for me to lose faith. Oh, I'm not, I'm not losing it. Well, <laughs> the only thing that makes me lose it a little bit is that I did look up bone bruising and it is meant to take one to two months yeah, right. to recover from. So I guess it depends how he's hitting it when he's going out. Like if it's mm. a... The leg, right? The top yeah, it's, of the leg. It's the, the tibia is the big bone that runs from your knee to your ankle. The front, yeah. Yep. So, you know, if he's sort of slamming into people and it's really painful or if he can step forward and nobody really yeah. touches it and he's able to move quite well, then that might work. But I was a bit worried about that one to two month stat and whether he will even turn yeah. up. I mean, I kind of wanted to go to his mum's Instagram um, and check out. There were no photos of him dancing but keep refreshing to see yep, if because sure, sure, sure. she loves a dance to yep. see if there are any uh, videos of him moving just to see how that was <laughs> going but obviously he's been involved in the NHK singing and you know he's always yep. involved in everything Look, I think obviously his voice is amazing but as an entertainer I think he keeps his feet firmly planted so I don't think analyzing that footage is going to tell us too much about how that leg's feeling no 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 one's whacking you over the the legs while you're no, singing. No. All right. Maegashira 8, we have Ichiyamamoto, who moves up from Maegashira 14 with a 10 and 5 Ichiyamamoto. Oh. Let's talk about him. Just, I'm really getting my Ichiyamamoto love back. One of the happiest men in sumo. We see him constantly supporting other uh, rikishi. So there's a great photo. I, I mentioned him and Shohozan. Yeah. Uh, and he's just beaming. He's always in the introduction videos that play on 
a Bema, I think I we think see. Or are so. they the NHK ones? No, they NHK. might actually be the NHK yeah. ones. So he's asked every time to do these intro videos. He's smiling. He's bringing out his Wakataka Kage fan yeah. towel. He's like, I love everyone. You know, I'm going to do my best. He's just such a hype guy. Yeah. I and mean, to beat his highest rank of Mikeshiro yeah, 8 I now. Mean, Ichimamoto has been permanently locked around 15, 16. Um, and, and look, his sumo has demonstrated why that the pushing attacks have been quickly abandoned early in bouts where he starts to do weak pulls. So it was really great to see him get it together in January, post a very, very solid score. You're right. The vibe of sumo emanates from Ichiyamamoto. Mm. I hope he can focus that into a good performance in uh, March because I want to see him up in this middle part of the Banzuke this year. Absolutely. Uh, on the other side, Ura uh, drops from Maegashira 7 uh, down to 8 with a 7 and 8 losing record. Yeah, he lost 6 of his last 7. Ouch. So he already had his Makakoshi on day 14 and, and got a win on the final day, but that was a bit sour in his mouth because he already had that, that Makakoshi What's he doing? What's he ever doing day to day? He's still, um, yeah, he's a unique character he, yeah, on the day. He he's a riddle. Um, and off, he's one of the most popular. He, um, the big stat that came out was that he got a whole lot of chocolate sent to him yep. from uh, his female fans for Valentine's Day and the stat was 50 bars or more. Now I feel like he <laughs> should have got more. Is that a statistic? 50 bars. 50 bars or more. Like you could go down to the shops and easily buy 50 bars. Like he, we yeah. need him to get millions of bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's they Japan's population? Pulling, pulling a truck up and just dumping it on the front step of that. Absolutely. Of the you should get 50 bars in one, you know, when you put together a basket of, you know, shortbread and yeah, yeah, pasta yeah, yeah. and a wine and stuff. So they should put together these baskets for him and there'd be 50 bars in one basket, wouldn't there? Oh, well, I mean, if you go for a chocolate-centric basket, but I, I would say if I was putting together a basket, one or two might suffice. If I'm putting shortbread and other kind of treats in there, maybe some jam. Yeah, but all bars. That's nah, all chocolate bars. He said, I love sweets, but I fear <laughs> I won't be able to eat all of that. Oh, so, I mean, that's a, that's the lack of belief that's um, hampering his sumo at the moment. <laughs> Well, he, he must be quite distracted by this. I, I guess he always gets fan letters and fan mail and he's a really, really popular and lovable uh, ricochet and tries to keep it humble from all reports. So good on him for, for succeeding with the ladies on Valentine's Day and we'll see whether he can succeed with his, his sumo fans in Haru Basho. So we move on to Maegashira 9. It is Aoyama and Hiradumi. Aoyama, uh, both of these guys went 8-7 and both were at Magashira 10 before, so they've both gone up one rank, normal movements. But this does take Hirodumi on the other side, on the west side, to his highest rank. So he was 9 was his highest before, 10 is his highest now. I love this. It's great that he's getting positive results. He did lose, he was a last day, um, what's the opposite of specialist, last few oh. days specialist. Oh. Amateur? Yeah, bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he lost three out of his final 
four bouts. So he's he's one to right. put in that category. And, and who, so who did he, he lost against Mitoriu at Magistrate 15, Azamariu at 14. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but then, he, you know, he lost also against Daesho at Magistrate 1 and Tamawashi against Ma, at Magistrate 2. So, yeah, look, I mean, it's a positive move up. He continues up, highest rank. He can't ask much more than that. Really good work from Hiradumi. Magashira 10, we have Miyogiri and uh, Nishiki Fuji. It's a bit of a sad rank this oh, time around. You always feel like there's one rank where they go, let's just yeah. make this the sad rank and we'll put a couple of like bad news stories there yeah. and just move on quickly. So a couple of bad news stories here. Miyogiri uh, failed at 6 and 9 and Magashira 6 to move down to Magashira 10. Nishiki Fuji. 4.11 at Maegashira 4. That was his uh, highest rank and just didn't look comfortable. Yeah, it was interesting that Isagahama Bayer was dominating the joy so much with Midori Fuji at Maegashira 3, who we've already talked about who uh, failed, and Nishiki Fuji at Maegashira 4. They were, you know, they'd got to their highest, well, not highest from Midori Fuji, but they'd got up there and, yeah, with the fall of little bit of a fall of Isagahama Oyakata, they both failed as well. But Nishiki Fuji in particular um, was always moving well. He's one of those guys who always looks like maybe Toby Zaru sometimes or um, who else do we say that about? Just he's always putting in, moving well, but doesn't always pull off the wins. And this time he, he definitely did. Lost seven of his last eight. <sighs> Bouts for that four and eleven. Ooh, that so hurts. That hurts. Miyogiryu and Nishiki Fuji both moving down to Magashira ten. Miyogiryu only six and nine, but yeah, fairly standard score for him. Magashira eleven. Azamariu uh, went nine and six at Magashira fourteen. So a nice little bump to him to Magashira eleven. Takanosho uh, went six and nine at Magashira nine, moving it down. Yeah, he's still languishing in those mid to low Magashira ranks. That's his fourth basho in a row there. Um, before that, I had to go and check because I always lose my sense of time with Takanosho. I feel like he's been down for quite a while. But before those, fourth, those four basho, before this one, he was actually coming down from Sekiwake again. Um, oh. So yeah. it's actually not that long that he's been struggling. Yes. It just feels like. But I it mean, feels like forever yeah, for some I reason. Know, because every basho, it's 15 days where you're going, when's it going to happen? Exactly. Every time yeah. you see him step up, you go, this is the time we're going to see this strong, powerful um, Oshi Sumo from him. Yeah. And we we don't see it. And so I feel like his bouts are always, I always like concentrate fiercely on them. And so they take longer in my absolutely my mind time. And as we said, uh, Azamariu uh, moving up to Magashira eleven. I think that's his. It's not his highest rank, is it? Azamariu. I, I don't. It think is his so. highest. Rank. Oh, it is. It is. It is. Good on him. And he did yep. really well too in the um, Fuji TV tournament. Did if he I really? Just go back to so Daisho won it. He won it by. Um, yeah, so he beat Takakesho in the third round by Yorikiri, which was... Um, Azamari you did? Uh, no, Daesho, who oh. eventually won. And that was um, good because he hadn't beat uh, Takakesho for eight times, uh, for eight times before that. 
But then after that, he came up against Azamariu right. in the quarterfinals and he beat him as well. So Azamariu was obviously oh, going quite well in that to tournament see. as well. So carrying on that form. Very good to see. Maegashira 12, Kagiyaki. I mean, this is the most Kagiyaki thing you'll ever see. <laughs> he went seven and eight at Maegashira 12 East and maintains Maegashira 12 East with that score. I mean, at this point, Kagiyaki's blessed. We know it. It's He's the favourite of the Bunsuke committee. This guy can do no wrong uh, and absolutely gets away with it, suffering no demotion at all with that losing record. And if Magashira 10 rank was the, the cursed or the sad rank, it seems like Magashira 12 is the blessed, uh, the blessed rank because Takara Fuji's also there. Yeah, so Takara Fuji, <laughs> he went 8-7. At Maegashira 16, and we see a four-rank bump with what is the lowest Kachikoshi score you can get. <laughs> and look, you know, I, I see what's going on here. No one likes seeing Takara Fuji down the bottom of the Banzuke. No, thank you. Is Maegashira 15 far away enough from the bottom? No. Nope. Oh, no. Let's get 14? him right up off the bottom. Too no. close? No. 13? Let's just go Maegashira 12. Yep. I completely agree with this. It makes absolute logical sense. Takara Fuji, I think this will put a bit of wind in his sails now that he can, he's not fighting for his uh, career in the top division. He can just express himself freely through sumo. Congratulations. Well, he's a man of honour as well. Oh, he sure. knows the, he knows the responsibility, the weight that's been placed on him with that, uh, the, yeah. the blessed the rank. Blessing. So yeah. he's going to, going to take it very seriously. Absolutely. Moving on to Maegashira 13, we have Daishou Hall who returns to us from Jurio 6 after posting a powerful 12 and 3. Yeah, it is great to see Dai Shoho back. So he was fantastic in Jurio uh, in January. He was the only Rikishi who beat Asanayama, who went on to get the Jurio Yusho. And he's been absolutely yeeted up into Makauchi uh, to Magashira 13 from Jurio 6. He was last up in Makuchi in November 2019. So it's been quite a spell. Jeez. He first went down to Makushita, uh, first yep. Jurio, then down to Makushita, back in Jurio for a long time. Um, it was just two Basho before that November 2019 that he got his highest rank right. ever of Magashira 9. So he's actually nearly back to that. Yeah. So conceivably if he goes well again here, he could uh, be promoted again to his highest rank. Um, so, yeah, pleased to see him back in. Koto Echo is on the other side of the Magashira 13 rank. He stays there after a 7 and 8, but he did not give us the song. And until he does, that's all I've well, got to say about him. Koto Echo hasn't given us a kachikoshi since March last year. Oh, no. It's been so long. It's been so long. Since we've heard the song that I feel like a lot of people have started listening to the podcast and don't even know what the song is. <laughs> and I refuse to explain it I've, until he gets a kachikoshi. I've forgotten what the song what sounds the song? like. I'd How does it forget. go? Well, I can sing it, but I'm not going to yeah. again. Okay, so let's move on to Maegashira 14. And this is where things start to look mm. very, very good. And, I mean, we talk about Maegashira 12. Everyone says that's the blessed rank. But... Maegashira 14, how would we call this rank? How would we describe this one? Uh, excellent newbie rank. Yeah, it's it's the rank of tomorrow. This is the future <laughs> of sumo happening right here on both sides of Maegashira 14. On the east side, we have Kim Borzan rocketing up from Jurio 5 with an 11-4. I love the, the feeling of these Jurio promotions. They're like 
great score. Up you get. Yeah. Magashira 14. Kim Bolzan, he becomes the first Makuchi Rikishi from Kazakhstan. And this is only his 10th basho in sumo. Yep. And that's counting Incredible. car park sumo where he forgot to turn up. Yeah. Did Didn't nothing. Didn't even need to. Nah, but I think what people, they, they got a vibe yep. off him. Yep. <laughs> Just the way he answered the phone, what, he was like, today? Ooh. <laughs> Can't make it. No, I'm busy. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, he's 25 years old. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like he feels so new. We don't really know a lot about him under pressure because yep. we've seen him really blow through Jurio. Uh, it only took him three basho, uh, September last year, 10, five, eight, seven, and, and 11, four that saw the promotion. This is massive. Super exciting to see him go around in Makuchi in it a couple of weeks. It will be. I've heard him say that because he's come up so quickly and he's, you know, he hasn't actually lost that many if you look at his record, but he did lose his last three in yes. Jurio in January. And I've heard him say that he was incredibly disappointed with that yeah. and felt like he didn't represent himself well and he... Um, that was his most disappointing part so far mm. in his sumo career, obviously, because he's rarely, he hasn't strung more than two losses together before it's true. that. Yeah, incredible. This is only three, but still he, it sounds like he sets really high expectations for himself, Love which can it. only be a good thing when he comes into Makuchi. Um, Kim Bolzan told reporters that he drew extra motivation from a 10-day visit um, to Kazakhstan earlier in February. Um because he learned his mother had been feeling unwell. Oh. We don't know what's going on with Kim Bozan's mum, but she's right. wish her all the best. It was the first time that Kim Bozan saw her in about a year. Oh. And I'll tell you what, oh, there was something heart. about this trip because as he got off the plane, he, he gave reporters an incredible quote, really showed what's going on inside the head of this young man. He said that, you know, upon returning to, fa uh, to Japan, he wants to become stronger. Yeah. I mean, what what needs to be said after that? Yeah, perfect. I mean, that's a it's a shot across the bow. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? I'm coming. I'm coming for you. And the guy he's saying I'm coming for, who he'll be most likely fighting on day one, although we do oh, have an odd number, but it would be fantastic. Is Bushozan, twenty seven year old, in the tenth year of his sumo life? He's been going for a while, but um, the uh, Takakesho style sumo. Uh, of him has been just so impressive and I've been waiting to see him in Makuchi for ages. Oh, I think he's won a lot of fans in Jurio just with that insistent style, as you said, very much uh, the Tucker Keisho approach, which is uh, don't worry if you're a little bit short, you can be heavy, <laughs> use, use that weight, thrust your opponent out. Uh, and I think what we saw uh, back in January was a that style coming together with a bit of consistency, uh, the 9-6 at Jurio 1 could not be denied a promotion to Makuchi there. Um, yeah. He's, well, I think what was interesting looking back at his records, last May, Jurio 10, he's just strung a lot of 8-7s and a couple of 9-6s together. It's just been a very, very gradual move to that Jurio 1 position and then he steps in, th opens the door for himself uh, up to the paid oh, – Paid more ranks. Paid more ranks. Paid more ranks. I like it. Yeah, he's in danger of uh, falling prey to some of the the techniques that Onosho does, you know, those smaller 
bigger guys who are slapping down a lot and trying to push forward but aren't super quick. So in his his bad days when he's had had bad scores like the 213, um, a while ago he he can't get anything going and, and people just see straight through him. So I really, really hope that he doesn't come straight up and that happens to him, that yeah. people figure him out straight away. I think you're exactly right. I think his sumo needs to evolve very quickly yes. for him to hang around in Makuchi. Yes, exactly, because someone like Kim Bozan, someone like Hokuseho, who yeah. we're about to talk about, can come up and, you know, just because they're big and um, strong, they can take a fair amount from that by the element of surprise. But people have seen people like yeah, Bushozan exactly. before and I, I just <laughs> really want him to succeed. Absolutely. I've got a lot riding on Bushozan. All right. Well, let's move on to <laughs> Mike Shira, 15, another debutante, Hokuseho. Coming up from Jurio <laughs> 2 with a 9 and 6. He's done it. Love it. Here he is, the, the man everyone's talking about and the man that people won't stop talking about, even though I've asked them politely to. <laughs> it's Hakuho's protege, well, it's because we see him all the time now. Yeah. So anytime, Hakuho is so outspoken now. He's always posting on social media. Um, there was his Danpatsu Shiki we've talked about. There was the Hakuho Cup. And who's there every yeah. single time but Hokuseiho. So he featured prominently in the Danpatsu Shiki. He was in the Hakuho Cup. Um, we posted a clip of Hakuho, Enho and Hokuseho um, doing mock bouts against the toddlers. You know, he's always there now. He's he is Hakuho's protege. He's, um, I mean, there are more coming up, so there's a lot of pressure on him and we'll speak about another um, of those soon. But he is someone who is really in the spotlight. Well, he is. Look at his Jurio record. He took four Basho to move from Jurio 13 up to the top division, 11, 4, 9, 6, 10, 5, 9, 6. I think over that time, we saw a few Rikishi start to work out what you need to do to uh, unsettle Hokuseho when he gets into that almost frozen position. Yes. Um, you wouldn't call his sumo dynamic at all, Hokuseho, but he's just very, very hard to beat. He is. And I'm just looking up who beat him last time because there was one in particular who, who oh, I remember figured it that. out. Yeah. I can't think of it off the top of my head. I mean, Chunakuni uh, beat him. That was probably quick chaos. Beat the, but there was one in particular, uh, and I wonder whether it was Daishoho. Yeah, I think it was Daishoho. And there was a run there where he lost to Kotokuzan, Daishoho, and Chunakuni. Yeah. It was, it was quick and, you know, either from the side. Gee, I need to go back and watch those bouts. But um, there was a way that he couldn't combat. He was yeah. just too slow and the standing upright thing didn't work. So, um, I think similar to Bushozan, I think Hokuseho needs to evolve his sumo very, very quickly. Cause I, I do think there are, I mean, I look down the bottom of the Banzuke, there's people like Kagiaki who are going to match him in size and strength, yes. I'd say. There's yep. people like, even like Koroeko is fast and strong. And we know that's the combination you yep. need to beat Hokuseiho. Yeah. You know, Chiyoshoma, what's Chiyoshoma going to do? You know, <laughs> a, these are smart, yeah. experienced Rikishi Absolutely. who have been doing it for a very, very long time. And who's come up with him? Daishoho, who beat him. Kim Bozan, who's amazing. 
Bushels, aren't sure. Well, I mean, sure. Why, why not? not? <laughs> yeah, but I think all eyes will be on Hokuseho, um of these Jurio debutantes. And we've already seen him. He's had a few, you know, your traditional Jurio interviews and stuff like that. And oh. there was an interview with Hakaho, right? I'm sure everyone saw this today. <laughs> so Hokuseho and uh, it, it felt like it was a you know, press conference in the lead up to this uh, Basho obviously asking Hokuseho about his preparation, about his thoughts coming into his debut Makuchi uh, performance. Hokuseho started saying, this is one step to repay the Oyakata. This is talking about his promotion. I hope to repay more by aiming for Sanyaku. Now, as soon as he started talking, you could see Hakaho shaking his yeah, head. Yeah. So Hakaho steps in. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, mm, no, this is not repayment. You've just advanced to Makuchi. You haven't fought a match yet. First, make Kachikoshi and then get some Sancho. So he's like, don't <laughs> even get prize. a good score. He's like, bring me some money yeah. and then we'll talk. To say that to the public over the top of him, I loved it. I thought it was really strong really... coaching and mentorship from Hakuho because, but I, I also think he blindsided Hokuseho a little bit because Hokuseho saying what you always say. Yep. You're like, thank you so much. I'm on my step to becoming, and you don't aim too high, right? You say Sanyaku or you say, you know, Komasubi or something. And you just say, um, uh, uh, thank oh, you so much. Yeah. He's trying to say thank you for what you've given me already. Yep. He thinks he's doing the right thing. And to watch oh. Hokuseho's face when Hokuseho started talking, he was just like, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, this is, I mean, this is what Hakaho is going to do, right? <laughs> like he, he's, he'll continue to be the bad boy. He'll continue <laughs> to be controversial. I think there's a perspective that would say, you know, him dressing down Hokuseho was an act of a powerful coach. You could also say it's an act of a dominant personality who doesn't like to see the spotlight on someone yes, else. Yes. And, and I do ego, think egotistical, egotistical narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hokuseho was being very humble and sincere. Oh yeah. Yeah. With you're his right. Comments. So yeah, I mean, very interesting, but it shows the kind of, uh, mental conditioning that goes in at that stable. Well, I was going to say, I mean, has he noticed something about the mental fortitude of Hokuseo? Yeah, and he's like, I'm just going yep. to like Got absolutely go. go him until yep. he, you know, develops some kind of mental toughness. And in which case, you know, oh gosh, I, I really do feel for him. <laughs> yeah. Feel for his uh, youthful naivety, which is going to get absolutely pummeled out of him by Miyagino <laughs> so or cutter. Well, the other Magashira 15, yeah, I mean, there's good news on one side, bad news on the other. It's Oho who suffers a rather large drop from Magashira 8 with that 4.11 uh, performance in January that just left us with a lot of questions about Oho. Yeah, he looked terrible. I, I don't know what happened there, whether there was some kind of um, physical uh. Issue which we soft. didn't find out about. Yeah, yep. he he just looked like he wasn't offering any resistance. I thought originally this was too large a drop or a large drop for him, but uh, four eleven from Magashira eight. This is fine. I do oh, kind yeah. of love how they promoted all the Jurio guys above him. So Hokuseho, <laughs> Bushosan, Kimbozan, Daishoho, all just like 
just get on it's the other side of our face, Ohot. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They're like, we put you up here. We gave you a chance. You know, we've put you up here a couple of times and you, you give us a 411. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, well, I mean, it's very interesting, isn't it, having Ohot there at the back of those other three debutantes. Yep. Because it was only, you know, not that long ago that we were praising Ohot coming up exactly. from Jurio. And it just shows what a cruel sport it can be yes. in this top division, but it also shows the challenges that these new Jurio Ricochet face. It is very, very hard work out there. Good news stories are very rare. Yes. And how's Oho going to go at this position? Because oh. I I would have to, and I didn't look this up, I'm just going to admit it, look at Oho's rec- records against these new promotees. Was he already up in, like, has he been a step ahead of them the whole way or has he been fighting them as well? Kim Bozan, I imagine not because no, he's so probably new. not, yeah. But Bushozan he must have records against. And then Daishoho the same. Hokuseho I'm not sure. But they're so strong. He's not going to have a an easy fight until... I know, never yeah. maybe. Like who? who is he going to win against? I think I think that's a great question. Uh, and I think, you know, in terms of current form, he's nowhere near those other three. Yes, he's in trouble. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's in a lot of trouble. I completely agree. Unless he, you know, gets something together and really backs himself and, and comes in hot. He's going to be in trouble. Mike Shearer, 16, Chia Shoma. It uh, wasn't a great performance back in January. He went five and 10 from Maegashira 11, sliding down five spots, which feels about right for me. Uh, we didn't see a lot of hanker from him, no. luckily for us. No, only, <laughs> only the one T-shirt, which by the way, Loz, I think I haven't sent out. So just get in contact with me and let me know and I will send that out pronto. Uh, we'll run the hanker competition again, will we? We sure will. We'll open it. When yep. we say fit. Um, Tura Gisho is on the other side of Magashira 16. Uh, he went seven and eight and manages to just stay in the Makuchi ranks at one point. He had a six-day losing streak within that. Yeah. So hasn't exactly rebounded to Makuchi and found a whole heap of success. Yeah. And we have a lone Maegashira 17. Oh, the loneliest. Already he's the loneliest. I know. Rikishi, because there is no other man in his stable. No other Rikishi at all. Yeah, this feels like uh, not the right rank. rank to put him at given <laughs> how lonely he is as a baseline. Yeah. So Mitoriu, 7 and 8 back in January at Maegashira 15 is the only Rikishi on Maegashira 17. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can post a winning record and stay with us. That's it for the top ranks. Now, Jurio. 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 Jurio is fascinating this time around. So the big news, Asanoyama, who did not get promoted to Makuchi. We always knew it would be a bit touch and go there. And they chose to keep uh, Mitoriu in, which I think was fair enough. Asanoyama going 14-1, and one, winning the U show at Jurio 12. So we looked that up last time and it has happened when people have gone up from that rank with that score, but um, it also hasn't. So I think it's I think it's fine for him to beat Jurio 1. What do you, uh, what do you it, feel? Make him do one more. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If he's so great. Yeah, if he's so great, win it again. <laughs> win it again. Well, and in fact, with like the best Jurio Rikishi moving out of Jurio, He's probably going to be all right. Yeah. That's a Niyama. Yeah, I think so. But you can just imagine people who, you know, would like to challenge for it, like maybe Oshoma, 
who's won it before, Roga, who's coming up, Shauna Naomi, who had an absolute cracker last time around. Yep. They're just like, oh. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Why have he you does done need this to, to us? Yeah. Um, Ichinojo uh, has fallen down. So he was suspended in January. Um, and he's been talking about how he's suffering again from back pain. So I think it got a bit better for a while. Um, he said it feels like a hernia and he's not doing well. But in the same breath, in the same quote, I aim to return to Makuchi in one basho. Okay. So. From my, uh, from Jurio 3. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool he, with that. He could do it. People are trying to bait him with questions about his uh, situation in his hair, but he's been blocking them. We we don't have any more details on that. He just um, just says everything is okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it's probably the right line to take in terms of dealing with the media at this point in time with Ichinojo. <laughs> I think so. It's really interesting Ichinojo being down in Jurio because we have what might be a unique situation. It's it's hard to tell, but we have four former Makuchi Yusho winners in Jurio, oh, I mean, um, and two of them are former Ozeki. So Asaniyama, former Ozeki Yusho winner, Tochinoshin, same. Tochinoshin comes down um, from Magashira Eleven. Uh, he pulled out with the dislocated dislocated yes. shoulder. Yep. Um, falls down to Jurio 2. Ouch. Tokashoryu makes his way back up to Jurio after dropping from uh, dropping to Makushita. Um, just squeezes in there at Jurio 14. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, comes I, back. I, I wondered whether it wasn't all over for Tokashoryu in terms of uh, slipping out of Jurio. I thought he might have called it quits. And from memory, didn't have a great start to the tournament, but managed to go 4-3 there. Yes, yes. And he actually did say in a quote when he was interviewed on his return uh, to Juro when that came out, I did have thoughts of retiring, but I'm glad it turned out this way. Um, so maybe a losing record might have yeah. seen him pull the pin. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to listen to your body and his body's saying, I need more sumo. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think so. Yep. Yeah. And then he ended up that quote actually with, I just want to have fun. So, Oh, hang on. Really? Yeah. Oh, I feel like that sign. gives us a great insight into Tokushiri's mindset sign. at the moment. He's loving his sumo. Yeah, well, let's not take it away from him. Welcome back, Tokushiri, into Juria. And Ichinojo is the fourth uh, former Makuchi Yusho winner. <laughs> so, so it's really a lot of young guys at their highest rank. Well, and these. speaking of a young guy, Ochiai. Yes. Yes. He's our other Jurio 14, but everyone is talking about this kid. Everyone. Yes. He is from Miyagino Baya, so one of Hakuho's protege. And he's the one I was talking about before who will be knocking on Hokuseo's door. He if, certainly will. Uh, if there's no success there. He, he was already... Um, coming in through the Sandanmei Tsukadashi, the um, straight into Sandanmei because he got top eight in the All Japan Sumo Championships in high school. So there's a series mm. of competitions that if you do well enough in, you can go straight into the bottom of Sandanmei. Um, but then he decided not to go into that. He started working at his father's company. While he was working there, he won the All Japan Corporate Sumo Championship. Now that's even better. Well, 
So the last time I've heard someone holding the corporate Yokozuna <laughs> yeah. title, I think you know who I'm going to say here. It was Tucker Fuji. Was it? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he was he was a corporate Yokozuna well before he. Um, <laughs> I think there might have been a different application and meaning of the word, but <laughs> that's just corporate Yokozuna because he owns a briefcase. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He did a know sumo, suit. but just the way he could negotiate a deal, they're like, this guy's a corporate Yokozuna. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Ochi, this will be super, super fascinating. Is it well, this, only this his, allows um, him to come straight. This allowed him to come straight into Makushta. Right. Okay. Um, through winning that, so he started that off. He yeah. won the Yusho, and now he's here. Bam. I'm very, very interested to see this kid go around. Can he live up to the hype? Probably. Probably. <laughs> it's got very, very short hair, which always gives you a uh, an indication that. He's come up I know. extremely quickly because yeah. when you get that corporate Yokozuna, <laughs> you come straight in at Makushita 15. Jeez. Yeah, it's a real path to. Shortcut path to, to success. Either a long time in Jurio or well, if you're Ochii, probably success. He's like, what, early 20s, right? Yes. He's, I don't think he's super young because he did take that time to uh, work a, for a bit. Yeah, well, he's 19. They achieved a lot of his father's Didn't business, full <laughs> corporate restructure in that time. Visionary. <laughs> Cut costs by 4%. Increased. Redesigned briefcases. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a treat. All right. I think we're at the end. Well, there's a lot of, I'd just say there's a lot of other guys at their highest okay. rank um, as well in Jurio, which also makes for an exciting um Exciting fight along the way. So Shauna Naomi, he got 12 and 3 at Jurio 13, has gone up to Jurio 3. Uh, Roga is at his highest uh, score. He's very exciting. Rikishi has moved up to Jurio 5. Gonoyama went 9 and 6 from Jurio 10, moved up to Jurio 6. Uh, Shimazumi is at also at his highest rank, Jurio 7 after a 9 and 6. Sushi Manada, the same. He's at Jurio 9, his highest rank. And Tamashoho, who came up from Makushta um, with a 4 and 3, is at his highest rank as well. And another great piece of news, personally, is that Tomokaze is back. So from oh, Nishonoseki Veya, which is ex-Kisunasado's stable, um, he's been uh, up in Makuchi and he's on his way back from injury. So love to see him in Jurio. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. We will be in attendance at the Sumo in Osaka for day one through to four. Yep. Uh, so a little bit about our schedule. We will be putting a Jurio, a capture of a Jurio live stream up on day one. Uh, and we will be probably trying to do a day 15, although we might have to do it from the airport. So we're still working out some logistics there. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be bringing you a post Basho wrap up probably on the Tuesday following yep. the uh, conclusion of the Basho. Yeah. There's a little bit up in the air. We need to work out uh, tech wise what exactly we can do, but we'll share some pictures and uh, hopefully bring some on the ground short reports from the actual Maybe. Um, Osaka prefectural gymnasium uh, when we're there if we're not too overcome with emotion at being there once again it's going to be so great so uh, thanks so much for being with us for the Banzuke episode we are Sumo Manichi and we'll see you soon bye, bye. 
Yeah. yeah.